Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. 
Right here, right here, right here up against the dirt. He's gonna come down here, so I don't know if you want to get him. This is where we're just all gonna stay here for now in this one spot. Yeah. You know how far they're going down? He's right here. He's gonna stand right there. That's it. Back up. And then as soon as he starts to move. They, they like Trump. Can you believe it? They like the government. <laughs> 
Guys, guys, let's go. 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 Let's
You look at uh, Arizona, they haven't done anything there. Governor hasn't done a thing, and the governor in California hasn't done a thing. People are flowing through there like nothing, but Texas is very secure, and it's going to be even more secure by the time you finish, which will be soon. And I just want to thank some friends of mine. Brandon Judd has been a friend from day one. He knew what we were all about and uh, knew what we were saying and doing, and I think we were ahead of our time. And uh, General Thomas... Sulzer was uh, somebody that was always right there and understands this uh, Texas military department about as well as you could have. I think he understands war, because that's what you're in. You're in a war. And William Mike Gorby, you know who he is, and he's been fantastic. It's just an incredible group that you've put together, fortunately. Uh, I might ask uh, Brandon to say a couple of words, because right at the beginning, we were, uh, we were into it. We saw what was happening, and the governor was there, and then he really, he really stepped it up. It's been amazing. Uh, I came when I was lucky enough to receive his endorsement. I endorsed him also, and uh, very proudly endorsed him. And uh, a lot of things have happened 
in the last little while, but this is an incredible operation. Uh, Brandon, would you like to say a couple of words, please? Absolutely. Thank you, sir. President, thank you. Thank you. Uh, sir, I, wa I want you to know, your agents, my agents, they're mad as hell. Absolutely mad. The President Biden went to Brownsville, Texas, rather than going to Arizona, rather than going to San Diego, California, rather than coming to Eagle Pass, Texas, which has been the epicenter. What President Trump has seen right here is he's seen how his policies have worked, but he's also seen how he can expand upon those policies once he takes, goes back into the White House. He has seen how Governor Abbott has been able to use his policies to secure this specific area, the epicenter of the last two years of the illegal border crisis that we have had to endure. And your agents, President, they are pissed. Border Patrol agents are upset that we cannot get the proper policy that is necessary to protect human life, to protect American citizens, to protect the people that are crossing the border illegally. We want to protect them as well. And we can't do that because President Biden's policies continue to invite people to cross here. Thank goodness we have a governor like Governor Abbott. Thank goodness we have somebody that's willing to run for President of the United States forgo everything else that he's been doing to serve the American people. President, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, the uh, reports have come out, and we've been covering them, and everybody's been. And I spoke to the parents of an incredible young lady, and you, you saw her the other day. You saw what happened the other day in Georgia. And the parents are devastated. They're incredible people. But this is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. I call him Crooked Joe because he's crooked. He's a terrible president, the worst president our country's ever had, uh, probably the most incompetent president we've ever had. But it's uh, allowing thousands and thousands of people to come in from China, Iran, Yemen, the Congo, Syria, and a lot of other nations. Many nations are not very friendly to us. He's transported the entire columns of uh, fighting-aged men, and they're all at a certain age. And you look at them, and they say, they, they look like warriors to me. Something's going on that's bad. Now the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of uh, vicious violation to our country. It's migrant crime. We call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long. So we'll just leave it. But every time you hear the term migrant crime, you know where that comes from, allowing thousands and thousands and actually millions and millions of people to come. Could be 15 million, could be 18 million by the time he uh, gets out of office, because hopefully the biggest risk we have is nine months. That's a long time. Right. A lot of bad things can happen. As I always say in speeches and rallies, it's if you take the 10 worst presidents in the history of our country and you added them all up, all of the problems, all of the lousy jobs they've done, you can add them all up. It's not as bad as this one man has done for our country. What he's done to our country is he's destroying our country. Uh, we were just talking before. We were, the general was saying, I can't believe, he can't believe what's happening. He can't believe it's so sad. Last year, almost half of all ICE arrests were criminal aliens charged for more than 33,000 assaults, 3,000 robberies, 6,900 burglaries, 7,500 weapons crimes. This is all migrant crime. 4,300 sex crimes, 1,600 kidnappings, and 1,700 homicides and murders.
These are the people that are coming into our country. And they're coming from jails, and they're coming from prisons, and they're coming from mental institutions, and they're coming from insane asylums, and they're terrorists. They're being led into our, our country. And uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And, you know, I know many of the leaders of these other countries that are doing it. And it's not just South America. It's all over the world. The Congo, a very big population coming in from jails from the Congo. You look at the jails now. You take a look at the jails throughout the region, but more importantly, throughout the world. They're emptying out because they're dumping them into the United States. And these guys try and make, like, oh, isn't it wonderful? They don't have a clue. I think they're looking for votes. They're looking for something. Nobody's really been able to tell me how anybody could want it. You know, you're always in business. You always want to understand the other side. Uh, you want to figure it out so you can do something that's good or bad, depending on what you're looking for. But nobody can explain to me, because everybody I speak to says how horrible it is. Nobody can explain to me how allowing millions of people from places unknown, from countries unknown, who don't speak languages. We have languages coming into our country. We have nobody that even speaks those languages. They're, they're truly foreign languages. Nobody speaks them. And they're pouring into our country, and they're bringing with them tremendous problems, including medical problems. As you know, we had Title II, and we had different things to solve that problem, but they've terminated all of that. Even the judge couldn't believe it. The judge said, no, no, you can't do that. It would be horrible to do that. And he let it go. and. But he said, in six months, it expires. And uh, it expired, and that's it. So I just think you're doing an incredible uh, job. Just one week ago, a beautiful 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked, almost unrecognizable, while she was out on her morning run. She was a morning run. She was doing a keep herself in shape. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a great person, best nursing student there was. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond, beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways, and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped, and savagely murdered. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary because she's no longer relevant, I guess. She was terrible, but he is, what he is doing is just unbelievable. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not going to forget her. It's been just a horrible story that we've had to live with for the last few days. It's hard to believe. And her parents are just, they can never be the same. Great people. Just four days ago, an illegal alien in Louisiana was arrested for brutally raping a 14-year-old girl while holding a knife to her throat. And he then allegedly robbed a man who was getting out of his car in front of his home and repeatedly stabbed him in the face and the back, in the face many, many times, before police found this person standing in the middle of a street, all covered with blood, standing over the blood of the man he was attacking. Last year, a sadistic illegal alien criminal who was released into our country by Joe Biden was arrested for raping an 11-year-old girl and strangling her to death in Pasadena, Texas. And shortly before she was murdered, she texted her father that someone was knocking at the door. He arrived home from work and found his daughter's body stuffed in a laundry basket underneath the bed. 
Horrible. Crooked Joe is the blood of countless innocent victims. It's so many stories to tell, so many horrible stories. Three years ago, we had the most secure border in history. Brandon was saying it. The general was saying it. We had the most secure border. And people weren't coming because they knew they weren't going to get in. And we weren't promising free education, free medical, free everything. I mean, all the promises that are made, no wonder they come. I mean, you look at what this governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name, Newscom? Uh, what he's done to California is unbelievable. People are pouring in. They think they're going to get medical aid. And our soldiers, our vets aren't being taken care of. But people that come into our country illegally are. We ended catch and release. We built 571 miles of border wall, much more than I promised I'd build. And in addition, we purchased another 200 miles. And uh, they sold that, much of it for five cents on the dollar. And it's the best wall, the same wall that you're using, right. because the governor's now building a lot of wall also. And it works. Walls work. Walls and wheels, I always said. It's one thing never gets obsolete, a wall and a wheel. Everything else is obsolete about two weeks after you come up with it. And we got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers to take care of our border. We had the safest border in the history of our country. And now, outside of this area where Texas has done an amazing job, and in a pretty short period of time, they're going to have it all covered. Uh, they have just been incredible. What they, The operation that sh they showed me is nothing less than incredible. And I'll say this, uh, it's a military operation. I mean, we have a military, this is like a war. It's a military operation. So we had remain in Mexico, remember that? You can't come into our country, and Mexico agreed to it, and I'll tell you someday, I'll tell you why. Safe, safe third agreements, asylum bans, Title 42, and rapid removals. But Title 42 was so important, rapid removal so important. But the best was remain in Mexico. You stay in Mexico. We had catch and release in Mexico. We had catch before that. It was catch and release a criminal, and they released him in the United States. We had no more catch and release. Our catch and release was we released him in Mexico. And if you broke the law, we caught you, we deported you, or we did something else. But we were doing a great job, and uh, that's where it stood. And then we had an election that uh, we ended up getting many millions of more votes than we did. We did much better in 2020 than we ever even thought about doing in 2016. And very bad things happened. And from that moment on, it was a whole different ball game in Texas and all over. But the governor in Texas picked up the ball, and they've done an incredible job. And I'll tell you, it's an honor to be here. I brought some people here, some executives from New York, because they're, they're marveling at it, too. And. Uh, you're doing your job. Now we have to find out what's going on on the side, each side, because Arizona's not doing their job. You have a Democrat, liberal, or more than that, governor that probably doesn't want to do anything. So people are just pouring in through Arizona, and they're pouring in through uh, the, uh, the beautiful state, the once beautiful state. Still beautiful, I guess, but they have a lot of crime and a lot of problems, California, because uh, the governor's not doing his job in California. He's doing a terrible job. He talks a good game. You know, he talks about how wonderful things are, but he's wrong. And they have a big outflow of people, people that pay taxes, people that don't commit crime. They're leaving. A lot of them are leaving. So I just want to thank the governor. I want to thank this incredible group of talent behind me. And we just went through a uh, — we just went through something very, very special. Uh, we, we did a, a tour, and we did it through all sorts of cameras, they're all over the place. I don't know, they're in the sky, they're in satellites, they're on the top of those light poles, they're all over the place. 
and you really have it done. And I'm very appreciative of it, Governor. You did a great job, and you're my friend. And it's an honor to have your support and your endorsement. And likewise, me to you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, President Trump, for being back in Texas. Uh, you know, uh, you being here shows that today is a day of a, an extraordinary contrast. We have President Trump back in the state of Texas, literally on the border itself, a place that he's been to many times, uh, talking about all the things that he's done to secure the border. At the very same time, we have President Biden down in Brownsville, Texas, which was an obligatory visit by him. He'd never been to the border. In fact, I don't think he's on the border itself right now. He's in some sanitized location in the Brownsville area, not seeing the razor wire that Texas has put up around Brownsville. And he announced that he was going to Brownsville after it was already known that President Trump was coming to the state of Texas. It just goes to show that Biden does not care about either Texas or the border and what's going on. As a result, you see a disaster. The United States of America is dealing with more deadly consequences than we have in our entire lifetime because of Joe Biden's policies on the border. And it did not have to be this way. As President Trump just talked, there were four policies that he put in place that led to the lowest illegal border crossings in about four decades, the end of catch and release, the Title 42 policy, the Remain in Mexico policy, and building the border wall. All Joe Biden had to do to secure the border was to keep in place what President Trump put in place in the first place. But instead, what Joe Biden did, he signed executive orders eliminating all of the effective policies that President Trump put in place, and then Joe Biden Joe Biden did something even worse. Joe Biden lied to America when he told America that he needed Congress to pass laws for him to be able to do something about the border. Because there are three laws that Congress has already passed that are on the books right now that Biden could and should enforce. One is a law that, re that requires the Biden administration to deny illegal entry into the United States like what Texas is doing right here and like what President Trump did. He's not denying illegal entry. President Biden is aiding and abetting illegal entry. The second law is requires the president's administration to detain anybody who does get here illegally. Biden is not detaining them. He's releasing them across the, the entire country. The third law that Congress already has on the books is a law that requires the Biden administration to build border barriers like what Texas has built, like what President Trump has built. And Biden not only is not building any borders, Biden is using every tool that he can to tear down the borders that Texas is putting up in our state. And because what Biden is doing has endangered our country, as President Trump was telling you the stories, not a week goes by without a, an American either losing their life, being raped or assaulted by somebody who, that Biden has allowed in our country illegally. The fact of the matter is, because of Joe Biden's policies and the more than 8 million people who have crossed the border, the United States of America is being invaded. And because Joe Biden is not doing his job to step up and secure the border, 
Texas has invoked the authority provided to us in Article 1, Section 10 of the United States Constitution to declare an invasion and for Texas to defend ourselves from the crimes that are being caused by Joe Biden. Very quickly, here's what Texas is doing. Texas is the only state in the history of America to build our own border wall. And we did not reinvent the wheel. We're just building the very same wall that President Trump put up. Second, we deployed those big orange buoys into the real Grand that are effective at denying illegal entry. And Joe Biden filed a lawsuit to try to put a stop to it. Even though that lawsuit is tied up in the courts right now, those buoys remain in the Rio Grande River as we speak right now. The third thing is we have tremendous members of the Texas National Guard led by General Seltzer and General, thank you. And also I wanna take this time to thank uh, 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 Martin Freeman from uh, the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety and Mike Banks where we have our own border czar. Mike Banks has spent uh, more time uh, as the Texas border czar in one day than the United States border czar has spent in our entire tenure. And I want to thank Mike Banks for his, his job as a former border patrol agent and now as the Texas border czar. But what our National Guard has done, they have sealed off this entire park and taken it over because this area was being used by the Biden administration to violate the laws of the United States of America. And I said, I will not allow this Texas land to be used by the Biden administration to violate American laws. And I asked the National Guard to take it over, and they did in one day. But this is the important fact. Since they took it over, the number of people that used to come across the border before were 3,000, 4,000, sometimes 5,000 people a day. Now, since this park has been taken over and wired shut, there is, on average, about six or seven people coming across a day. Most of them are in violation of state law for trespassing, and they are arrested uh, when they come into this park. And so, for all practical purposes, this part of the border is sealed. Same goes for where Joe Biden is right now. Where Joe Biden is on, on the, the night that Joe Biden lifted Title 42, Brownsville, Texas was ground zero where people were crossing across the border illegally. And immediately, the Texas National Guard wired that shut. So an area during the time of Joe Biden before Title 42 was, uh, or when Title 42 was lifted, there were thousands of people coming across the border. Now there is, on average, about 14 people crossing the border in that area. And that's because the Texas National Guard has wired it shut. Because we are having to do so much to secure our border, that's exactly why five miles south of here, Texas has now launched its own Texas National Guard military base that will house 2,300 Texas National Guard. So they will be able to more swiftly and more effectively continue to secure a border. And the last thing I'll say is this, unless and until Joe Biden steps up and does his job, that he has the power to do already to enforce the laws of the United States of America, Texas will continue to bust those migrants to sanctuary cities all across the United States of America. But I am very thankful for the model set by President Trump. President Trump showed that when he was in office, he was able to secure the border.
And I know that when he is reelected as our president, our border will once again be secured. So thank you, President Trump. At this time, I would like to introduce you uh, to uh, the person leading the, the uh, effort on behalf of the Texas National Guard, General Seltzer. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, your Texas National Guard remains decisively engaged across 1,254 miles of Texas border from El Paso down to Brownsville. Uh, we are blocking illegal immigration, drug smuggling, weapon smuggling into this state. We do this in depth. We have boats on the river, as you can see. We have drones in the sky. We have a radar truck right over there uh, that can track 300 targets at once. And if they get to the shore, as everyone has just said, they're going to meet miles and miles of barrier. And if they get through the barrier, they're going to meet thousands of Texas soldiers and thousands of DPS troopers who are going to arrest them. So if you are around the world contemplating coming to doing illegal entry into the United States of America, you need to think twice about that. Go somewhere else or don't even begin your journey because if you get through that wire, we're going to arrest you. Sure. Sure. Uh, Governor, I'll go and sure. you. Uh, so, we'll go ahead. Listen, I, I would, if Biden were here, I would tell him exactly what I told him when I met him on the tarmac in El Paso. The, the last time he visited Texas, uh, and on the tarmac in El Paso, I handed him a one-page document uh, that listed all the items I talked about here about the laws that already exist that he can enforce to secure the border. So I handed him that document and also handed it to Secretary Bjorkas, who was there at the time. And I, I told them, uh, there are these three simple strategies that you can take right now to secure the border to stop all the madness that's taking place. They said they would take a, a look at it. I've not heard from them since that time. Well, in Venezuela, it's a very terrible situation. When I left, they were in very bad shape. We would have done something very easily with them. Uh, just like we had uh, a lot of countries in very bad shape. As you know, uh, just to go to a different part of the world, Iran was broke and they weren't going to be attacking Israel. They had no money. They weren't giving it to Hamas. They weren't giving it to Hezbollah. They weren't giving it to anybody. They didn't have it. Now they're a rich country again. They have $250 billion and rich as you can be, and they're handing the money out all over the place. So, you know, a lot of things changed. Venezuela was in bad shape. Now they're in good shape. We actually buy their oil, if you can believe it. And we refine it in Houston. It's the only place where you can refine it, because it's really tar, much more so than oil. But uh, we would not be playing games with Venezuela. They would not be doing what they're doing. Now they're sending people, and they just put out a statement last week. We're not taking them back. They're sending their people from jails and prisons and mental institutions, and they say, we're not taking them back. That wouldn't happen with the Trump administration, that I can tell you. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank the governor and the entire group of people behind me. And I would call them staff, and I would call them representatives and generals. They are unbelievable people. The job they've done so quickly 
and so effectively. And uh, congratulations, congratulations to all of you guys. Fantastic job, really, General. Great job. Thank you all very much. Great honor. Thank you. On the what? Well, I hear he's going to be uh, not going to be leader, and he's taken that step. And uh, a lot of people are calling me to to politic for that particular job. Would you like to be the leader? I think I might have. I might I'd, have to choose this guy. I'd rather be governor of Texas. I think you're doing well. I want to keep you in Texas. No, it's uh, people were surprised by it, but. It's going to be — it's all going to work out. We're going to end up with a great leader. Well, I can't say that. Uh, a lot of good choices, but I can't say that. Thank you very much, everyone.